At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is the VSIN Bet Center right here on the Sports Betting Network. Hour number three of the program. Brady Cannon live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado. And baseball updates here for you, James. My Phillies are on the board. They have tied it up at one apiece. Again, I did a little funny money uh, money line parlay for the program today and took three favorites. One of them was pretty big in the Milwaukee Brewers. The others weren't so huge. Uh, Philadelphia, I believe, was around a minus 170 favorite. Uh, I just felt that Chicago was not going to be able to repeat what they did on Friday night, putting 15 runs on the board, and Philadelphia maybe waking up from their slumber after the All-Star break would be able to put one in the win column. They just got their first run on the board here, however, in the bottom of the seventh inning. They are currently tied at one apiece, and Philadelphia is still batting in a tie ball game. The Detroit Tigers have cut into the lead of the Minnesota Twins, now 2-1 to one with Detroit hitting in the bottom of the sixth inning, and Detroit is even money to win this ball game. Minnesota got out to a 2 to nothing lead and really hasn't done much since. Maybe an opportunity to think about betting Detroit there. Your in-game total is at 7. The St. Louis Cardinals and the Cincinnati Reds, they are on an overpace, certainly. Your in-game total now at 13. They are only in the bottom of the fourth inning at Great American Ballpark, James. 5-2, to two, the Red legs out in front, or excuse me, the red birds out in front of the red legs. Well, you looked at the pitching matchup going into that, and the total was what ten and a half, I believe, juice to the over, I believe. But it was Mike Miner was starting for the Reds today. He was he got the batting practice assignment today against this Cardinals lineup. He's been just I didn't even realize Mike Miner was even still had an opportunity to pitch in this league anymore. He's had forty two innings pitched this year, allowed twenty nine earned runs in those forty two innings, and a lot of them coming via the long ball. Twelve home runs allowed in forty two innings, and Stephen Matz on the other side, and that's why they was to stay away for me. He hasn't pitched in two months. He's been on the shelf since May 22nd. So anytime we see a pitcher coming back from injury, we know they're going to be probably on a shortened pitch count. It was going to be a bullpen game for both of these teams, considering the matchup as far as the starters were concerned. So I didn't want to get involved. Yeah, I almost took a shot with the Cardinals here, but I shied away with a big road favorite because I wanted to go against Mike Miner. Uh, looks like it might have been a good play right now. Again, 5-2 to two with the Cardinals out in front, bottom of the fourth inning there in 
in Cincinnati. The New York Yankees out to a 2-0 lead over the Baltimore Orioles. Garrett Cole looking to continue his good pitching, beating Jordan Lyles right now 2-0 as the Yankees try and make it two wins in a row. The Pittsburgh Pirates and Miami Marlins still scoreless. They're in the bottom of the third inning there at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Your in-game total has dropped to just 6.5. Pittsburgh, however, minus 225 on the in-game money line to go ahead and get the win here. James, you talked about a bet on Brady Singer over 15 and a half outs. We talked about this Tampa Bay Rays-Kansas City Royals game, and I really like to bet Brady Singer when he's in the role of an underdog. Now, you could argue that he was today, but there really weren't any plus money situations. Even money was about the best you could find on Brady Singer. Well, he has the lead right now, one to nothing over the Tampa Bay Rays, and that tells me he's got at least six outs so far, James. He's got, well, they're through three innings at least because they're in the bottom of the third. Oh, so, so he's nine gone outs. through not, nine outs. He's he, Looking at his pitch count, he's thrown three. 50 pitches, just 25 strikes. He struck out six. So looks like we're seeing the Rays do what they do. Just chase another team that's no shame in striking out. These guys will chase pitches out of the zone. Uh, but the pitch count's getting a little high here, but no hits so far through three innings. So pretty clean as far as Singer's as far as Singer's line is concerned. It's just the pitch count now sitting at 50. But again, I think he's been somebody we talked about it who will eat innings for this Kansas City Royals team. And the fact that for right now he's gone through three innings unscathed as far as a hit's concerned, I can't see any reason why they would be pulling him prior to going into the sixth inning. It just came off the board, but Kansas City was minus 350 on the money line to win this ball game. Yeah, just a one-run lead over the red-hot Tampa Bay Rays in the bottom of the third inning. Maybe worth a look in-game on the Tampa Bay Rays there, but uh, Mm -hmm. now currently off the board here at BetMGM. Uh, The Colorado Rockies on the road and leading Brandon Woodruff and the Milwaukee Brewers. One to nothing in the top of the fourth inning. I am on Milwaukee there as a part of that money line parlay. We'll see if we can get Milwaukee home. Just minus 150 on the money line right now. Maybe that's an opportunity, James. Before this game started, you had to go about minus 280 if you wanted a piece of Brandon Woodruff and the Milwaukee Brewers. You can now get him at minus 150. Yeah, the only concern for me with the Brewers is typically that this is just a team that struggles struggles to score and struggles to string hits together to 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 put runs on the board and yeah, I know it's only one nothing right now and they're still favored at, at a dollar 50. That was what I was looking at when we talked about the pitching matchup. We knew Woodruff had been v- pitching very well in the the four starts that he's had since coming off the injured list, 31 strikeouts over 22 and two-thirds innings pitch. So he's been dialed in. And then on the other side, it was kind of interesting, the pitching matchup with Jose Urena coming back. Now, we know he hasn't – he wasn't in – it was his first year in Milwaukee. Didn't last very long. Only had a couple of appearances before, in a sense, being released that the Rockies picked him up. But he's pitched very well for the Rockies in the three starts that he has here in Colorado. Just three earned runs over those 18 and two-thirds innings pitched. So he's been doing some good work. It's just a matter of the rocky splits, not being able to to be consistent as far as hitting the baseball is concerned. So to your point here, you're betting on Woodruff, but how deep can he go into this game? Definitely favor the Brewers bullpen, but we talked about it too, Brady. Both of these bullpens were taxed last night because of the depth of how long that game went. What, 13 innings, I believe, last night? Yeah, 13 innings and 13 pitchers used in total by both teams and obviously off to a low-scoring start here, but I thought maybe the over would be in play. Now, certainly we have a lot of ball game left to go, uh, but because of all that work the pitchers did on Friday night, I thought it might be an opportunity to play the over here, and that's where we saw the money move as well. It opened up at 8 for your total, closed at 8.5. The San Diego Padres and New York Mets, a good matchup going on right now in New York. 0-0 in the top of the fourth inning with the Padres batting. Your in-game total all the way down to five. Blake Snell taking on Chris Bassett here and the New York Mets minus 155 on the money line. Still a decent price on the Padres. We spoke with Sam Zarillo earlier in the program and he liked the Padres at about plus 135. They're now plus 120 as we're nearly halfway through this ballgame with no score. 
The Cleveland Guardians and the Chicago White Sox are into the nightcap game two of their doubleheader. Cleveland took game one seven to four and now no score so far in the second half of this doubleheader. Chicago currently batting in the home half of the third inning. This total opened up at nine and now with no score on the board yet through about two and a half innings, you've got your in-game total at seven. I wonder if this is maybe an opportunity to think about going over the total here, James. And again, this was another thing that Sam Zarillo, our guest, spoke about in the second half of a doubleheader. How much were those pitchers used in game one? He felt that the offense was very well set up for to score some runs in this second half of the doubleheader here. Right now, you've got this in-game total ticking down because no runs on the board just yet. Maybe it's an opportunity to play off of what the original line was. I think the odds makers were expend, uh, expecting some runs as well when they posted a nine. Well, you looked at the the pitching matchup here with Plinkington and and having to step into this role on the other side, though, was the concern for me with the Chicago. There, honestly, Bray, there's a lot of concerns with with the White Sox for me, not Agreed. only with Lance Lynn. Now he's gotten through three innings. We know he works a lot of really deep counts. I think he's over his pitch counts already over fifty through three innings. But but it's, this White Sox team, they're not any good at home. They're nineteen and twenty seven overall at home, and this is a team that just they they're the worst defensive team in baseball. The most errors in baseball. Well, they had two more in the first in the first part of this uh, doubleheader this this morning, and they draw the least amount of walks. So this is a team, even though we see Tim Anderson drawing a walk here to walk the bases loaded for the Chicago White Sox with one down to roll the lineup over. But I, I just, this White Sox team, this is a team where I was watching this game earlier today, the first game that that Cleveland ended up winning, and this is a. a, a to Cleveland's credit, this is the team that has. It's almost too a mirror. This is a, a contrast of styles between the two when it comes to their approach at the plate. This White Sox team, they like we talked about, they don't draw any walks. This is they're up there free swingers. They're not looking to move runners over. They don't hit behind runners, and they definitely don't use all parts of the field when they're at to bat. And that really has affected them to be able to compete. But I think on the other side, watching the Guardians today, this is a team that does hit behind runners. They do hit the ball and spray the ball all the way around and they go first to third as good as anybody in this league and they did it repeatedly in this game against the White Sox and I think from for a full nine innings this is where this is the White Sox team that just finds a way to give games away whether it's with the glove or poor at bats on the field I was watching the Gavin Sheets in right field man they absolutely attacked him running their running game attacked him in right field he does not have a hose out there and no arm no no accuracy with his throws and they ran on him all day so I really like the, the approach at the plate and the way this team runs on the bases for the Guardians, complete opposite of what we've seen from the White Sox in the first half of the season. Bottom of the third with one out and the White Sox do have the bases loaded. So we have seen that in-game total tick up to seven and a half. If you went over the total at seven, could be a good position right now to have. The San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers are scoreless in the bottom half of the third inning. And James, you were talking about going under, I believe it was four and a half for the first five in this game. You felt the pitching matchup dictated that. The Giants offense has not been scoring. They've been very competitive competitive in these games and and maybe it's time to go over the total here with the in-game price James because we know the Dodgers are going to get a you know a three or a grand slam home run late in this contest right well, I think with this this pitching matchup here, now we talked about Wood. He's only allowed one earned run over his last three starts with 19 strikeouts versus just one walk. So great command from Wood, but his pitch count's getting up there right now. They're still in the third inning. Looks like Mookie Betts, well, we can scratch that. Mookie Betts just goes yard to break the scoreless tie. Home run to left field from Betts. Alex Wood gives it up. He has five strikeouts, but 60 pitches, and they're still he's at a 60-pitch count, and they're still in the bottom of the set, uh, third inning. Another home run for for Mookie Betts, Dodgers yes. up one to nothing. The Braves up two to nothing on the Los Angeles Angels. We'll be back with some more NFL talk in just a moment. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know, James, we were talking uh, quite a bit of NFL earlier in the program, and I want to dive back into some more NFL conversation. Of course, really the story of the week was Kyler Murray getting the contract extension with the Arizona Cardinals, signs a five-year deal worth $230.5 million. $160 million of it is guaranteed. That'll lock up the quarterback through the 2028 season. And uh, you wonder if this changes your opinion about this team going forward. You know, this year they got off to the hot start last year, started 8-0 and then kind of faded uh, with injury. Of course, they will be without DeAndre Hopkins for the first eight games of this season. I don't know if this really changes anything as far as my opinion, and and maybe even it furthers my case to fade this team because oftentimes when you have a player in a contract year, you will see them overperform trying to get that money. Well, now Kyler Murray has that money, and maybe he's relaxed a little bit, and and his performance subsides somewhat. Uh, What I think is a little bit peculiar about this is that they inked him for five years. If there was that unrest, and it, it happened very quickly, right, not long after the Super Bowl, if I recall, call uh he was disgruntled and you know the social media moves where he took the team off of his instagram and all this you know what what the kids do these days i guess um kyler murray went uh, through all of that um so it is a little bit maybe surprising to me that they signed him up for five years if there is that dissension between ownership management what have you and the player well his negotiating tactic at the right as the season ended obviously worked out into his favor i mean yeah. what a deal for kyler murray i not one that i that's that's top five top is that i don't even know what that's top 10 money i think it's top I, five I but think this he's is like only behind aaron Rodgers or something like that yeah and, and that's where we're going we know these salaries just continue it's not even the real world so we can't try to i'm not going to try to to rationalize that from from what it's like for the real you know for in the real world when it comes to the working man compared to what we're seeing with these salaries in all sports and obviously with the NFL and the guaranteed money is the that's always the challenge as opposed to some of the other sports where it's it's oh they're all guaranteed money major league baseball NBA etc but for I think for Kyler Murray 
yeah, you mentioned it now. Yeah, he's he's got that money. He, he went and got that paper, so he's good to go. Good for good for him. If you can go get it and they're willing to pay you, go take it. And he did. But now what kind of pressure comes with that? Now you are absolutely the face of this franchise for many years to come making that money. And there's a lot of expectations. I just don't see him being that guy that it's he's kind of the front runner when things are going well. Yeah, he smiles and it's all high fives and, and good times. But how are you going to handle yourself when you start to lose? We saw that the last two years. Obviously, the great start that they got off to last year. All these uh, I remember having these discussions. Will they go undefeated? We knew that was not going to happen and really just crashed and burned the second half of the season and, f- and flamed out in that playoff performance. Really lame playoff performance for that Arizona Cardinals team as a whole and in particular for Moran. I know he was dealing with injuries too and having to fight through that. But now the pressure's on Murray. You were the face of this franchise for many years to come. You are absolutely, we paid you not only to be the face of this franchise, to go out there and perform and play at a high level, but to go win football games. And there, this is a team that is not going to get off to the same start that we've seen over the course of the last couple seasons. You just look at how this season starts here, Brady, and we were mentioning this earlier about teams that potentially could start off 0-4. I I think at least for the Cardinals, 0-3 is definitely in the cards, no pun intended here, just looking at (laughs) opening, opening the season against the Kansas City Chiefs. Then you're at right there where you're at in Las Vegas, playing against the Raiders and then home to the Super Bowl champion Rams. Uh, that is a tall order for, I think that's an 0-3 start for the Cardinals team. Then we get to find out as far as the leadership capacity is concerned for Kyler Murray. Can he keep this team galvanized? Can Clint Kingsbury on the sideline keep this team galvanized? When they're off to such hot starts, this is going to be a complete polar opposite of what we've seen for the last two seasons from this Arizona Cardinals team. I think they do get off to an 0-3 start. Then they're going to have to go on the road to avoid 0-4. They're going to have to go on the road. Yes, it's Carolina. It's not a great football team by any means, but it's still a road game that they're going to have to go with all this, all the questions swirling about playmaking and leadership ability of Kyler Murray. I don't think he's the guy to do it. This is the face of the franchise for this Arizona Cardinal team for many years to come. Good luck to you down in Arizona. This is a 500 team at best, in my opinion. Yeah, you talk about that betting market that is available at BetMGM. You can bet on teams to start uh, 4-0, and or you can bet on teams to start 0-4, and and the Cardinals certainly caught my eye at 7-1, to plus 700 that the Cardinals will get out to an 0-4 and start. And you remember last year, James, they got off to that 8-0 start. I think only one of those games, eh, that, that can't be right. They, they, they won very few games at home. They were road warriors for sure, but they were not good at home. And, of course, they have the Chiefs at home to open the season. They have the Rams at home in Week 3. They're at Las Vegas in Week 2. That's going to be a very difficult test, I believe. And then you talk about going at, uh, in Game 4, going to Carolina at the Panthers. And let's remember... All four of those games and two more following, they will be without DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think it's a bad play at 7-1 to one for them to start 0-4. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're mentioning last year's schedule, and it was. They were Road Warriors winning that game at Tennessee early. That was, was it five sacks? I think that we saw yeah. out of Chandler Jones just absolutely dominating that offensive line up front, and they took him lightly. I remember Taylor Juan said that. He was absolutely embarrassed about his performance matching up as far as the, the pass rush was concerned from Arizona. But, you know, yeah, they did win games at Los Angeles. They won games at Jacksonville, at Cleveland, and won them pretty handily. There's a double-digit games that they were winning especially against the Rams as well as Cleveland, uh, really able to put it on those two teams. And, it, and I think that's where the wheels just started to come off late in the season, that that loss at home on Christmas night to a really just depleted Indianapolis Colts team. That was the one. I mean, they had already lost two games prior to that. Really got smoked at Detroit as well the week before. That's where these things really started to spiral off. And then weird games. This is such a weird team last year, Brady. If you remember that game, after getting three, losing three games in a row, and especially losing that game on Christmas night to Indy, and then going to Dallas and winning at Dallas with the with no expectations for them to get anything done, and then coming back home and, and getting losing to Seattle, a team that had packed it in for the season, just a strange season all the way around last year from start to you know from the start of that they got off to as as far as seven and zero is concerned, and the way that they faded and just absolutely no competitive fight from that team in that wild card game against the L.A. Rams, just getting hammered the way that they did. 
Yeah, I think that's the the no momentum from last year rolling over from the second half of the season into this year. I think it's going to be a struggle all season long. I like the season win totals under, and more we'll talk about it here. Zero and four to start the season at seven to one. That is a juicy price. I I think I could. I, I'm on board with that. I don't see them being able to get off to any kind of start last year. I could see zero and four definitely for say for for the Arizona Cardinals this year. I wonder if the start of the season is a concern for you for the New Orleans Saints, the Los Angeles Rams, or the Baltimore Ravens. They will each have key players beginning training camp on the pup list, physically unable to perform. Wide receiver Michael Thomas, of course, for the New Orleans Saints. They will also start the year without Alvin Kamara serving suspension. And then you've got Rams quarter, uh, cornerback Jalen Ramsey on the pup list, along with Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins. I don't know exactly when these players are expected to be fully healthy. I have heard good reports about J.K. Dobbins, but any concern at all if you're looking at division bets, future plays, what have you on maybe season win totals on the Ravens, the Saints or the Rams? Not so much the Rams. I mean, I think for for Jalen Ramsey, this is somebody with, coming back from the shoulder surgery, but that team is so loaded. I mean, they're that they if anything, they I feel like they got better in the offseason from last year to this year. The, the pickup, the fact that they were able to grab Bobby Wagner from from the Seattle Seahawks, and he's just a tackling machine. He had a, what, I think that was probably tackles. a weak part of their defense, too, was the linebacking Absolutely court. it was. Absolutely. So you're going to bring a veteran in there, and, and who's to say he's definitely not going to have the same speed that he had earlier in his career, but he made 170 tackles last year for that Seattle Seahawks defense, and he is somebody that has great instincts for the game, his veteran presence in the middle of that defense as well, and Aaron Donald, another year better. He's absolutely in his prime. I don't think for as far as Ramsey is concerned, probably the bigger concern is, is he available for week one? The concern for me is, is that week, what an opener. Brady, Thursday night football to open the season. You have the Bills coming in to take on the Rams, which really feels like that should have been the Super Bowl matchup if the Bills could have played defense for 13 seconds in Kansas City and finished that game <laughs> off. That that should have been the Super Bowl, and what a great start. I don't know where that game is going to go. I'm probably staying clear away from that game. That's going to be a great game, but outside of Ramsey, I, I think for the Rams, this is a team that, yeah, you can think about Super Bowl hangover, and I typically don't like to jump on board with teams to, to go back-to-back, especially in the NFL. But, man, this this Rams team, I feel like, has gotten better. They're going to be healthier at the running back spot as well. Think about all the injuries they suffered last year throughout the season, rushing the football. Another year for Stafford in that offense. And with these receivers, bringing out Robinson over. Like I feel like this roster got better from the Super Bowl championship team from a year ago. The Milwaukee Brewers have unloaded for three runs on the Chicago Cubs. So now three to one, they lead in the top of the fifth inning. They were able to put some runs on the board in the bottom of the fourth. Now a three to one advantage over Chicago in the top of the fifth, and they are minus 1,000 on the in-game money line. The Dodgers have added a second run as well. They lead the San Francisco Giants now two to nothing in the top of the fourth inning down there in Chavez Ravine. The Dodgers minus 750 on the in-game money line. Albert Wynn will join us next to talk more NFL, see what he's got, what kind of bets he has in pocket when we return on the VSIN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years and older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please Drink responsibly. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, and our friend Albert Wynn now joins us. He's a handicapper with scores and odds, and you can follow him on Twitter at Analytics Capper. Albert, thank you so much for joining us, and James and I have been talking NFL, of course, frequently throughout the program, and we want to continue that conversation with you. I know you have some futures bets that you've made, and one that caught my eye is over on Dak Prescott's number of interceptions thrown at 10 and a half. And this one catches my eye. Earlier in the program, we were going over some of the most popular bets at BetMGM that have been made on season win totals. And under 10 and a half wins is one of the most heavily bet wagers 
uh, on the Cowboys. Under 10.5 wins on the Cowboys is one of the most popular at BetMGM. So you, too, are a little bit in fade mode, it appears, of the Dallas Cowboys with this Dak, uh, Dak Prescott proposition bet. Yeah, Brady, first and foremost, thank you for having me on. Super excited. Um, Saturday evening, talking football, nothing gets better than this. But uh, I guess you could say that the bets are a little bit correlated. Uh, for me, it's really fading the, the the turnover in terms of players, right? They lost Amari Cooper. They lost Cedric Wilson. Um, they're going to be integrating a, a couple new pieces. Mal- Michael Gallup is out for those first few weeks. Uh, if you look through the career of Dak Prescott, um, he, he's – very good at taking care of the ball. He's only had four, 13, eight, 11, four, and 10 interceptions respectively. Um, but the number is set at over 10 and a half. I like the over just because of the two guys that are on the hot seat right now, Kellen Moore and head coach Mike McCarthy. I think there were a lot of issues in terms of their their offense towards the end of the year. They had a hard, very hot start, but teams started to figure them out. And I think they're going to try to uh, loosen that up and and really open things up. So I think we're going to see Dak Prescott really throw a lot of uh, the football a ton this season. And so I do like that over 10 and a half interceptions. Albert, so let's stick with the quarterback theme as far as player props are concerned for the duration of a season. And let's move to the NFC North and the Minnesota Vikings in particular with Kirk Cousins. Now, we know they've got a new coach, head coach, and Kevin O'Connell. But thinking about this this roster for this Minnesota offense with Kirk Cousins, fortunately for him, he's only playing two games in primetime because we know how he performs in primetime. But think, <laughs> get, give us your perspective overall for this Vikings offense now going to be run under Kevin O'Connor the past game we know there's plenty of talent for the Vikings and Kirk Cousins to throw the football to as well some depth at the running back spot what do you envision for Kirk Cousins this season with this Vikings passing offense yeah James it's funny that I brought up Kirk Cousins because if you look at Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins they're basically the same quarterback right they're a top 10 top 15 type quarterback Uh, they both play indoors which is why I love the over in terms of passing yards you don't have to worry about weather I know they're in the NFC North, so they'll deal with Chicago and Green Bay. Um, but you have eight, at least eight games at home at the very minimum. So you're, you're going to have pristine conditions. Um, he is entering, I believe, year 11 of his career. He's hit over 4,000 yards six times already. And for those who don't remember, we do have a 17th game, uh, 17th regular season game again this season. So I like the over 42 and 4,200 passing yards for Kirk Cousins. You mentioned it. New head coach in Kevin McConnell. And Wes Phillips is a new offensive coordinator or passing game coordinator coming over from the Rams. And you guys know they love throwing the ball as well. They also have a generational talent in Justin Jefferson. If you look at all the metrics, he's having the best top first two seasons ever for a wide receiver when you're looking at pure volume. And in my opinion, they have the best number two receiver in the game in Adam Thielen. He would be the number one receiver on on most teams. And the fact that he's number two on the Vikings is a huge, huge win for Kirk Cousins. So I do love this bet over 4,200 yards for Kirk Cousins for the season. Albert, I wonder if you were high enough on the Vikings to be a part of the camp that thinks they can win that division as well. It's been three years in a row, and Matt LaFleur has set records for 13 wins in three con- uh, consecutive seasons to begin his head coaching career. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, will he keep it up, or do you think and, – and I think all three of us probably agree that the division is a two-team race between the Packers and the Vikings. Do you think it can go to the Purple? I think the value bet here, Brady, is definitely a Minnesota Vikings. It's just very scary fading that guy in Green Bay, right? It's kind of like fading Tom Brady for the last, I don't know, 10 seasons. Aaron Rodgers, he just gets it done. He's one of the most transcendent talents at the quarterback position we've ever seen in the league. Uh, But to answer your question, I would. I would do the Minnesota Vikings uh, futures bet in terms of the NFC North division winner. I just think there's no value when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. Albert, so thinking about quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins there in Minnesota, we know what we're going to get out of those guys, in particular the passing game. Let's move to the AFC and the black cloud that's surrounding this Cleveland Browns franchise when it comes to their quarterback as far as Deshaun Watson and his future and when he's actually going to be on the field as a Cleveland Brown to run that offense. 
Whether that comes into fruition at some point to this season or not, that remains to be seen. But we know the strength of this team is that offensive line, very physical offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League, especially rushing the football and the depth that they have, running the ball back there, both with Hunt as well as Chubb. What do you envision for the offense with Cleveland, regardless who's at quarterback, in particular the rushing yards for for Chubb? Yeah, I love the Nick Chubb over 1,200 yards this season. He's entering year five. This is his physical prime. He's already hit this number in two previous seasons. Um, And you mentioned it, right? There's a lot of question marks, if you will, when it comes to Deshaun Watson, whether he's suspended for four games, eight games, a full season. We've heard reports that just, you know, the full gamut, the full spectrum. The backup is Jacoby Brissett. Uh, For those who don't know, Jacoby Brissett has his limitations. He's not going to throw the ball 40 times a game, or he shouldn't, or else that'd be really bad news for the Cleveland uh, uh, Cleveland Browns there. But with that being said, there is a lot of talent in the receiving core, right? They traded for Amari Cooper. They have Donovan Peoples-Jones. They drafted David Bell, Anthony Schwartz. They have a lot of great talent in terms of pass catchers, even David Njuko. Um, But I just love Nick Chubb. I love Kareem Hunt when it comes to the running game. And I think Nick Chubb, like I said, entering year five, his physical prime, he's already hit this number twice. And one thing I mentioned about the Minnesota Vikings is they play in a dome. They have great weather. You don't get that in Cleveland. You're going to have really bad weather throughout the winter. So at least six to eight weeks of the regular season, they're going to have to lean on that running game more often than most. So I do like Nick Chubb over 1,200 yards. Albert, I think all of these make a lot of sense. By the way, you can follow Albert on Twitter at Analytics Capper. Uh, one more proposition bet I want to get to for the NFL here, and I think I can already tell kind of some of your reasoning here. We talked about Dak Prescott over 10.5 interceptions, and you talked about the absence of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup going to be out for a minute to begin the season, and you're looking at C.D. Lamb over seven and a half touchdown catches. He's got to be the primary target. Exactly, Brady. I love this bet as well. I am located here in Dallas. I'm a big Cowboys fan. This might be a homer bet. Um, <laughs> but if you if you think about it, right, he had 111 targets his rookie season, 120 targets his second season. Amari Cooper, who was wide receiver one, is now gone. He had 130 and 104 targets, respectively. If you just take 20% of that, 30% of those targets, and move them over to C.D. Lamb, who already had five and six touchdowns, respectively, in his first two seasons, seven and a half feels like an easy, easy over to hit. Maybe it's a sucker bet, but without Michael Gallup coming off of knee injury from, I think, four to six four to six weeks. Um, I think CD lamb might even hit this number before Gallup comes back. Cause um, he does wear 88. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know, they're going to force feed the wide receiver that wears the number 88. So give me CD lamb over seven and a half receiving touchdowns. Great stuff, Albert. We'll let you go. But uh, before we do, I know you're a big golf handicapper as well. That's certainly one of my areas of expertise. And uh, our local guy here, Scott Piercy, they're still not done playing at the 3M Open in Minnesota. They had a big weather delay there earlier today. Got to be fighting darkness here pretty quick, I would imagine. But Piercy currently through 14 holes has a five-shot lead over Emiliano Grio, 19 under par, Grio at 14 under par, would you recommend putting your money on Piercy to get it done on Sunday in the adjusted market? I do. I do. I think there's, I wouldn't say there's no way for Grillo to come back, but Piercy is just striking the ball beautifully. He's putting with a lot of great rhythm and balance. And I think not only will he win this tournament, I think he's an outside shot for the Ryder Cup team. And we'll talk about it hopefully in a future episode, Brady. Wow, the Ryder Cup for Scott Piercy. Of course, uh, he really came on the scene out here in Las Vegas when he won the Win Golf Club Championship, birdied the last three holes uh, to win. It was like the million-dollar shootout or something like that about six, seven years ago. Albert, thanks so much for joining us, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, Brady. Thank you, James. Have a great Saturday night. All right. That is Albert Wynn. Again, check him out on Twitter at Analytics Capper. Good stuff there and some very interesting, well-thought-out proposition bets for the upcoming NFL season. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Stick around. It's the VSIN Bet Center. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSN, the sports betting network. The college football guide is out now, and the pro football guide is coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VSIN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at vsin.com slash subscribe. I tell you, James, uh, talking with Albert Wynn there about some of his proposition bets, I thought they made a lot of sense considering what we forecast might happen. He talked about Cleveland and if Deshaun Watson's not going to be there. And, of course, the weather that they have in that part of the country. Jacoby Brissett, Josh Rosen, whoever's there at quarterback for this team, they're probably not going to be asking them to throw the ball a whole lot. Nick Chubb probably going to get a lot of carries. He's got Nick Chubb over 1,200 yards rushing, 1,200 and a half yards rushing. I think that one makes a lot of sense. And then the two plays that he has there in Dallas with Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper not in the lineup. Well, Gallup, of course, will be out for a period of time. Amari Cooper has gone to those Cleveland Browns. Uh, But with Prescott throwing the ball more often to maybe more unfamiliar receivers, maybe he goes over the interception total there. And then, of course, CeeDee Lamb becomes the number one target and he's going over seven and a half touchdowns on Lamb. Again, I think they all made a lot of sense and, and could easily be swayed to bet on the side that he's looking at. And thinking about how Dallas is the, the transition, and you mentioned Gallup. I don't know if he if he actually even plays this year, considering when his ACL surgery was. That was in February. So that's a really quick turnaround to come back at any point in the season, especially the style of football that he plays, utilizing his utilizing his speed. And it just takes a while for these injuries to come around. We're seeing like with J.K. Dobbins still on the pup list right now when he blew his knee out prior to the season going through an ACL. It just take everybody's different, but it just takes quite a while, especially if you're dependent upon your your legs for speed. You think about 
about Joe Burrow coming back from his ACL injury in uh, approximately nine months from when he was hurt to start the season last year. But that's a different position. He's he's playing with his arm, not with his legs. And it took him about the half the season before he finally felt comfortable physically from that standpoint. But I think for the for the Cowboys as well. That's some transition on the offensive line as as well. You know, thinking about Zach Martin and Tyron Smith getting another year older. You know, as as good a tackle as Tyron Smith has been at the left tackle position for the Cowboys, he hasn't played a full season since 2015. So staying healthy for one is going to be a factor. And it's just a lot of moving parts. You got a rookie at left guard. So there's going to be some pressure. They're going to have to throw the football because I don't think that rushing game is going to be nearly as impactful as it's been the last handful of years. And they really got away from the rushing game last year and went to more of the spread offense. That's where the pressure is going to come. And also we talked about the pressure of contracts, Brady talked about what that looks like for Kyler Murray now being the face of the franchise in Arizona for many years to come. Well, you've got to step up and perform. There's no more victories there. You've got to be the leader and make plays. And I think that's where all the pressure has fallen on Dak Prescott. We saw the the issues that he had in the playoffs and the end of the season last year for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think here, without the consistency of the running game, more pressure on Prescott to have to perform, does not have nearly as talented as as a wideout unit as he did last year, probably going to be prone to throwing the football and forcing the football more to have to make plays because not only the pressure falls on him with the contract and the leader of that team, but the fact that this is not nearly as prolific of an offense from a passing standpoint as it was from last year. Now he's got Tony Pollard, who I think is a very effective running back, but Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, is he really high on your list anymore, James? No. I, I, I don't think he is a guy that can really alleviate a lot of stress for Zach Prescott and like you say, uh, forcing him possibly to need to throw the ball more often. By the way, I, I believe Brady Singer just got a 16th out for you. Did you happen right, to see that? No, I did not. Actually, let's. Uh, I know that through five innings, yes, he did. So he's fifth. Look at and he's dealing. And he look really at his pitch is count. pitching he's a really shutout. Down, he's pitching. He's only allowed one hit through five. Now into the top of the six, one hit through five and a third. So he hit his player prop. Ten strikeouts as well. Wow. We know the Tampa Bay Rays is a team that get that. There is no shame in striking out with that team. One of the tops in the bigs when it comes to to swings and misses. But for Singer, that's the one standpoint here. Knowing that he had at ten out of his last eleven starts had gone five innings or more. I think this was the perfect setup for him. A great matchup having to face a Rays team that swings and misses quite a bit in fact now he's got 11 strikeouts that his second out now he's got 17 outs the last one coming on a strikeout 11 strikeouts he's recorded 17 outs Brady 11 via the strikeout I uh, noticed this kid uh, a few seasons ago when he was the ace for the Florida Gators and, uh, of course, was drafted by the Kansas City Royals and has been a very good pitcher in the big leagues, having a great season this year. Again, four wins against three losses for a team that's 21 games below 500. I wanted to play him today, but just not didn't see a big enough underdog price out there for me to get involved. Didn't really want to get in front of a red-hot Tampa Bay Rays team. But right now, at last look here, the Kansas City Royals minus 900 on the in-game money line to win this game. And, and Tampa Bay, it looks like, just got a run. So just in time for you to uh, possibly get that Brady Singer prop bet cashed at yeah. over 15 and a half outs. Maybe he'll get pulled from the game here pretty quick as he does give up a run. The shutout is no longer there. Three to one for the Kansas City Royals in front of the Tampa Bay Rays in the top of the sixth inning. The Milwaukee Brewers by the same score. They are leading the Colorado Rockies three to one in the top of the sixth inning there. No score still between the Mets and the Padres. Top of the sixth inning and the Mets are still a minus 150 favorite to get the win here. The Chicago White Sox now with two runs on the board in the nightcap against the Cleveland Guardians. Cleveland won game one, seven to four. Now the White Sox trying to get a split of the double dip. They are up two to nothing, top of the sixth inning there. Chicago minus 550 in the in-game market to get the W. The Dodgers minus 1,400 on the in-game money line. Your in-game total is at six as they lead the San Francisco Giants two to one. The Atlanta Braves taking it to the Los Angeles Angels as expected, James. The struggle continues for Los Angeles as they are trailing Atlanta five to one already in the bottom of the fourth inning in Atlanta. And Madison Bumgarner, I don't know if you fired on this one. You thought minus 150 was pretty cheap. They're out to a two to nothing lead over the Washington Nationals. 
Well, for Mad Bum, this is probably the perfect elixir for him. We know he he he's uh, not afraid to challenge guys and not afraid to to pitch up in the zone. But I just think a Nationals team right now, with with all this the trade rumors swirling around with Juan Soto and what this roster, what that lineup looks like, what the roster looks like right now in a short period of time from being World Series champion just a few years ago to where they are now. Ultimately, it feels like the worst team in baseball, and with, you can compare that with the A's. But the fire sale with Oakland kind of dictated that before the season started. I just think with the Nationals, these guys, this is not a team approach at the plate. These are guys that are going to be swinging for themselves, auditioning potentially for other guys to be part of the trade, potentially be part of that that trade deadline market as well. This is just a team that 31 and 64 is a bad baseball team. This is a team that hasn't been playing together all season long. And now with the prize piece of your, of your lineup, really looking elsewhere, one foot out of the box in a sense for Juan Soto right now, this is going to be a lineup at a team that is ultimately going to be a fade against for the rest of the season. The New York Yankees now up three to nothing on the Baltimore Orioles in the top of the fifth inning. The Chicago Cubs and Philadelphia Phillies still tied at one apiece. The Cubs still batting in the top half of the ninth inning. Philadelphia minus 200 on the in-game money line. We do have another game coming up here, James, in about 15 minutes from now. The Rangers at the A's, 6.07 Pacific, 9.07 p.m. Eastern time. And Oakland has actually been playing a little bit better baseball as of late, 5-5 five and five over their last 10. And the Rangers, meanwhile, they have gone the other direction. They have lost seven of their last 10. They are now 19 games back of Houston in the American League West. It'll be James Caprillion going for the A's, and he will face Matt Bush and the Rangers, who are road favorites at minus 128 on the money line. Your total is eight and James as weird as it is that Oakland is in the role of a home dog and playing pretty decent baseball it's just tough to bet this team when they are at home because that's where they've been at their worst uh, yeah, 13 and 32 so far on the season. Yeah, picked up the win last night. Late Sib really had to hang on last night, had a good lead going into the ninth inning and held on to win five to four. But I think for the A's, here's another team with a number of players that are auditioning for yeah. trade deadline. I mean, the, you looked at, I was looking at the attend, you know, nobody goes to those games. These guys want to get out of Oakland as soon as possible. They already had such a fire sale before the season started. Guys want to get out of there now. I looked at the attendance. They averaged like five to 6,000 people a game. I I think that includes all the all the all the players on the field, everybody in the dugout, as well as everybody that works at Oakland Coliseum there, because this is it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate what's happened with Oakland. I think for so many years we saw over the last decade how competitive that team was, knowing their payroll was so short, but still getting out there, improving themselves, competing uh, day in and day out through the the duration of the season. But this year, just a bad team. I can't bet them at home either. But I think for the Rangers on the other side, you have an opener. Matt Bush is going to be the opener. He's going to pitch one inning. He hasn't worked more than one inning all season long and 36 appearances coming out of the pen. So opener here, going to be an ugly game. No part of it for me. All right, how about Kyler Murray? The A's, of course, drafted the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, and they were trying to lure him over there. The A's entire payroll is $48 million. Kyler Murray just signed a deal to make 46 annually. <laughs> he could buy the team, I think, at this point here. What is the Oakland A's worth? I mean, he's got enough money, enough capital to make it happen. Hour number four coming up in just a moment. Nobody covered the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas like Beeson. We are live here on the concourse of the Thomas and Mack Center. Vegas is the home base for the NBA in the summer. Special guests. Chris Mannis is nice enough to stop by the desk. Happy to be joined by Nino Hassan of Vegas Street. Oh, uh, Vegas is having its way with me. Yeah. This is having its way with me. Yeah. This is having its way with me. Yeah. This is having its way At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.